0: This presentation was recorded at the 2017 Christian School Administration Institute held in Zurich, Ontario. For more information about the Institute, contact Philip Horst at philip.horst.79 at gmail.com. That's philip.horst.79 dot dot at gmail.com. Greetings in Jesus' name. <clears throat> no offense at all, Robin so the the topic that we're we're looking at is supporting the staff you have placed <clears throat> in responsible positions, specifically looking at experienced sisters now i I believe that we're we're all thankful when when we have schools or or our school if we have teachers that that um stay and perhaps Thinking of teachers that stay for more than five years in a single location, and and I think there's challenges with that. Good challenges, not because they're experienced, but the challenges to keep them, to keep them in our schools, and not only if we hire a teacher that has not only if we have a a school with an experienced teacher, but also if we hire an experienced teacher, because there's times when a a teacher moves from one area to another. So how do we support them effectively? I believe the same principles apply, whether you have a long-term teacher that has taught for many years in your school, or whether you have recently hired a teacher that has many years of experience and she's taught in different schools and now she's teaching in in your school so I'm going to to move through some points rapidly realizing that a 15-minute presentation needs to be to the point in order to be effective Point number one is simply realize that you are the employer. How serious are you about school? Do you participate in the discussions at board meeting? Do you take an active interest in what's going on? Do your teachers know that you care? Can they feel that, that you care and you take an interest in what's going on? Do you know what's happening at school? I believe that we're Mennonites and and that means that we probably, most of us that are sitting here own businesses. We're, we're business men. We're, we're employers. Would our employees perform well if we would take as little interest in their performance as we do in our teachers' performance? Would your foremen or your shop manager be delighted if you would take as little interest in inventory control, making sure there's product on the shelf as you do and making sure that there's paper on the shelf and that there's a new broom and that there's cleaning agent and and all sorts of all, all those things that they, they do need at school. That's the way that we can support our teachers is make sure that they have supplies on hand. Would your foreman meet your expectations if you would share with him as little as you do with your teacher? Just a, just a thought. Board members are leaders. And what do leaders do? They lead out. Provide good, solid leadership that in turn brings stability and, and security to new teachers as well as experienced teachers. <clears throat> provide continuity and I, I think we, we heard that today uh, that it's a good practice to have at least one minister at at all board meetings and I, I, I believe that that helps to provide stability and by the way I'm, I'm speaking I'm pretending I'm a board member today. When we have good, solid leadership in in our schools, we have a school where there is not a whole lot of surprises. The board, the parents, the teachers, and the children, they they know what is expected and what will probably happen next. There's not a whole lot of surprises. But along with that, thinking of authority and thinking of of leaders, board members, a word of caution. Don't let your authority smother experience. Be a good listener. Perhaps this sister that has taught for many years has learned something that you haven't. But on the flip side, we need to be careful that we are not too quick to change the program. Share with your teacher why you have arrived where you have arrived with whatever you're, whatever you're faced with. <clears throat> Point number two is communication. And I think that we need to put our all into this one. I, it's, I think it's without a doubt the, the most important key in, in that of developing a good team. This is what makes it or breaks it. Be observant. You, as a board member, you might need to, to mentor a relationship between co-teachers or maybe even between teachers and, and parents at times. How, how quick are we to blame the teacher when things go wrong? Maybe with a, a bit of good old-fashioned face-to-face communication we could work things out and and that was mentioned today, the thought of face-to-face communication. Another thing, I think that we underestimate <clears throat> the influence that a board member has on our schools. Choosing a chairman, in my mind, is not simply a matter of throwing a coin. And And I heard something about one, two, three, and a third year, you're the chairman. Well, that might be okay if the one, two, three is is qualified, I guess. But in my mind, choosing a chairman is a, a serious matter that we must consider prayerfully and carefully. God has not given everyone the same gifts, and I I don't really think that we're all cut out to be... Uh, a chairman. Another thought that I had is sometimes we have a teacher, an experienced teacher, and and we need to let her go. We say we might say that she's not a good fit for our school, but perhaps in all all fairness, if if we would be more diligent as board members, some of those teachers could be brought back. Thinking about the chairman. Just one more thought, I think that there is a a place to grow a chairman i was I was thankful to to be given that opportunity at at Cedarville and there was older brethren on the board that they helped me along so there's there's a place to to grow a, to grow a chairman perhaps you see potential in in someone give him that opportunity and and have an older rather mentor that chairman. A chairman or a principal, I believe they have a greater responsibility when it comes to relating to to personal things at school. So the the board is a very important aspect of of our our schools. I, I believe that even, well, I shouldn't use the term a good teacher, but... An excellent teacher will, will find it a challenge to, to blossom under the direction of a complacent or a dysfunctional board. I think a board has the potential to, to bring to ruin the very best of teachers. But on the flip side, a, a good solid board can grow good teachers. They can sometimes make the unlikely, likely, I guess. Be open and upfront with what you expect from your teachers. I I trust that you have a, a staff meeting before school starts in in, in June, whenever your school actually it's in September. That's right. I am thinking it's things turn around a bit here. Have a staff meeting before school starts. That's that's important. Sit down and Have a a lively discussion with your teachers. Share any concerns that that you might have. If you have a multi-classroom school, you will most likely have beginning teachers and you'll have more experienced teachers. Ask them if they have agreed on some rules. Simply communicate that. Have them share with each other that they're all on the same page. That's the way that you can... You can support. Establish good communication from day one. The, that first meeting before school starts, I believe, sets the tone for the rest of the year. Be consistent in your administration. Be consistent in your communication. I see that I'm going to run a wee bit over time, perhaps. Are your teachers comfortable when you ask them question. Are they comfortable to respond back or are they comfortable to call you and ask you a question? Be approachable. Do you understand what your teacher is trying to tell you? Don't second guess. Don't second guess what she is saying. Try to understand. Maybe sometimes you have to read in between the lines. Teachers are like farmers and welders and carpenters and and uh, whatever your occupation might be, they enjoy talking about their work. Can you listen to them? Do you only want to hear the bad things or do you want to hear the good things as well? I remember one year, well we had many good years, but there's one year that I just remembered this, things were going pretty good and and yet, we had in mind that we need to have a staff meeting once a week. And well, they didn't have much to share because things were going good. And of course, teachers don't want to invent bad things. So, so I I told the teachers that if they have no questions or concerns, they must they must share at least one highlight of the week. And and I think that. The mothers that are sitting here, we know that what mothers experience in a day at home with their little family can be pretty amazing. But I want to tell you that the things that the teachers experience in the classroom is, in a day is absolutely unbelievable at times. The so things that, yeah, you know, there's just things that are pretty interesting. And do we have time to listen to that? We don't learn to communicate in time of crisis. Not effectively. We do that before. I want to make it very clear, and and this was touched um, in Brother Keith's topic or, or message. We need to be careful in relating to sisters because there is a danger of building an unhealthy emotional attachment. But I want to say this, that there is a safe way in which we can have good conversation that helps build school. I believe that it's a good practice to have two brethren go when there's staff meetings. Try to avoid one-to-one meetings, if you at all possibly can, but there's times where that can't be avoided. So if if you are the chairman and you need to step into that classroom alone to have a word or two, I think it's it's a good practice to keep the door open and stick with business. That's not the time to discuss personal things. <clears throat> now, listen carefully, because I think that this here one is important. The teacher needs your support. She doesn't need you. The teacher needs your support, but she doesn't need you. I, I'd said that we need to put our all into communication, but don't overdo it. Communicate your support, but stay focused. Your teacher is a busy person and respect that. Be sensitive when you call or stop in. Also keep in mind that your interest, your first interest is the school. A school board is, is not put in place to provide spiritual or emotional oversight to the teacher. But your support can possibly keep her from needing that point number three extend trust our teachers are employed by the school board the same as your foreman is in your business they are hired to fill a leadership role and therefore we must give them their space would you put a man in a place of authority in your business that you don't trust nor really have confidence in don't be a micromanager it doesn't work in business and it doesn't work at school give We need to give, extend trust and give our teachers the space that they need to operate. Number four, be proactive, not reactive. Keep on top of things, and that can include small things, from changing light bulbs, to having the school clean and spotless on opening day. And I I think that our sisters also play, well, our wives, also play an important part in supporting our teachers. When they can feel that we care and things are done in a timely, orderly manner. Raise your hand if you are on the school board and you have never faced a crisis. Did I ask that wrong? There's no hands went up. Sooner or later, we will face a crisis. And it's important that we don't react. Stay calm and collected. Get a good night's rest. Let your mind... Let your words be few until you've talked it over with another board member. I think that there's safety in that. Simply stay calm and collected. One more thing that I want to look at very quickly, and just thought about this last night and added this on to to this. So you have hired a 35-year-old sister, and she owns a house and a car. Now, I'm asking myself, how can this be? As soon as we hire a male teacher, we're very concerned. It doesn't take long until we're concerned about his wage. We, and and if, if he's married, we're even more concerned and, and we, we approach him and uh, is it, are, are you making ends meet? And we might approach him again in the middle of the year and are things working out for you? Is he going to stay if we only pay him 30,000? We're, we're, we're thinking, is he making ends meet? Simply wanna ask myself and, and you could we be more sensitive to the financial needs of our sisters? How can we support our sisters that have experience and they're committed to teaching school for you? Compensate them for their services provided I'm going to say one thing and I want to say this carefully and yet not too carefully. Isn't it ironic that many of us are employers and if we employ two, three, four, five, maybe more people in our, men in our business, we can individually, each one of us can probably afford to have at least one employee in our business that. Isn't as productive as some others. Maybe we don't make a whole lot of money. Maybe, maybe he or she even costs us a bit of money. Isn't it interesting that all of us together in a community can afford to pay one sister a decent wage? Now I want to say that carefully, and I, and and I just simply thought went through my mind. You know what? What is our objective here simply in, in closing i would like to say this that there is no i in team for more free resources that support teaching and learning visit the docforlearning.org